With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Jones! Stokes flashes it away through the covers for four, and England have won the match. Hello, and welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket in association with LV Insurance. And now look back at the first day of the first LV Insurance test match between England and India. And, well, I mean, this isn't going to be a short programme because. Not because England have played well, but because they played so badly, actually. And it's been so disappointing. What a letdown. What an anticlimax after the build-up to this series. And just all the kind of possible permutations and everybody, all the pundits saying, uh, well, we're not sure how it's going to go, but maybe England will, will just manage to shade it in the end. And, well, it doesn't look like it after this first day, Simon, does it? No, I think India have had about as good a day as they could possibly hope to have had, really. England all out for 183. India, they got through what was potentially a, a tricky uh, 55 minutes and they are in a great position at the end of this test match. I mean, if you project ahead, you know, even if they make, say, 280 in their first innings, which isn't a fantastic score, it's a reasonable score. If they make 280, they're about 100 ahead on first innings and then the pressure will be on England you know, significantly in that second innings as it was in that uh, New Zealand uh, test match. It was going well for England at, at one stage, or relatively well, 138 for three uh, just before tea. And I mean, goodness me, didn't India dominate that, that final session? Once they got Bairstow, what turned out to be the final ball uh, before tea, that, that last uh, two and a half hours, utterly dominant. Uh, England lost seven for 45 and India got through, didn't they? They got through without losing a wicket to the close of play. And what was really interesting, I thought, actually, about the way the two teams batted, which was really quite revealing, was actually just seeing that the Indian openers batting at the end there and the orthodox conventional methods that both Rohit Sharma and Kale Rahul used, just playing side on, leaving the ball, nice, simple footwork, 
the ball was still moving. Uh, obviously, Anderson in particular getting it to swing. Uh, Ollie Robinson bowled quite a good couple of overs. But they played the ball under their nose, really close to their bodies, side on. They didn't get drawn into playing away from their bodies. And it just contrasts so much with the kind of methods. And I know we've talked about this a fair bit before, but the methods of the England batsmen, many of them, uh, shuffling across the crease, weird waving of the bat in, in the back lift or in the, the pre kind of preparation before hitting the ball. And a lot of them standing on off stump. Whereas the uh, the Indians basically stood on middle and leg, took a fairly conventional guard, shuffled across a little bit, so they knew where their off stump was. I just think that that the methods that some of the modern English batsmen are using is just uh, making them open to to mistakes. And actually, they just all looked, and Joss Butler in particular, but but several of the others as well. Just they just looked as if they've been hitting the white ball for too long and were completely flummoxed by anything that actually moved off the straight. Yeah, well, I mean, let's, let's just uh, dwell on Joss Butler for a moment. That was his first first-class innings, first red ball innings today since February. I mean, it's a remarkable situation, really, if you're trying to prepare for a test match. I spoke to Marcus Druscothic, the England uh, batting coach, afterwards. I asked him uh, for BBC, I, you know, I said, were England as well prepared as they could have been? And of course, I suppose in a way it's sort of hospital pass of a, of a question because, of, of course, of course they're not. And, you know, they are working with what they've got, basically. I mean, the, the schedule means that they, they come into this test match in, in this situation where, you know, some of the players have, have hardly played any first-class cricket, any Red Bull cricket at all. So should we be surprised? I mean, we, I think we were talking on our, our, our preview podcast about who's the 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 better prepared of the two teams. And although we're deep into the English season, I mean, the English season started back in early April and now we're in early August, but actually you almost feel as though India are better prepared because they, they haven't been playing uh, white ball cricket. They haven't been, you know, players haven't been playing in 100 or not playing at all. They've been, they've been practicing. Uh, they have had that focus. They've had that, that warm up game uh, up in Durham. And I, I, I don't think they're really well prepared, but I think they're just, they just seem better prepared uh, than England's. I mean, it's it's not a great situation uh, mm. for England to be in. And of course, you know, they've got players who I think, you know, are lacking confidence as well. They haven't found their feet at this level. So they've got there's that sort of double whammy, well, triple whammy, actually, because they're playing against a good side as well. And Boomer bowled well today, but they've got that triple whammy. They haven't had much cricket. Um, you know, they haven't got a great deal of confidence and they're up against a, a quality side on a, in conditions that were, that were reasonably helpful today. Mm. Yeah, I mean, actually, just to blow our trumpet a bit here, this Cricketer Mag, which has been out a week or so, and of course, uh, the headline here is um, India's final frontier. In other words, winning a five-test series in England for the first time. And actually, funnily enough, in my editorial, I wrote here that uh, actually the problem with the 100 is that, well, not, not the problem, but one of the issues with the 100 is the fact that the uh, county championship is not being played at the same time. So a lot of these guys haven't had any first-class cricket for some time. Johnny Bairstow, uh, uh, to, to use another example, hasn't played a first-class innings all season. And mm. it, it must be a stat that, you know, one of England's top six has not played a first-class innings before August. I mean, I, that must be unprecedented. Well, uh, uh, Stefan Schemmel, who's my colleague, uh, works at the BBC Sport website, he put out a tweet earlier. Uh, balls faced in first-class cricket by England's top seven since the second test against New Zealand. OK, that, that test match they lost at Edgbaston. Burns and Sibley, well, Burns 189, Sibley 271. Then Crawley six, 
Root Nort, Bairstow Nort, Lawrence Nort, Butler Nort. It actually sounds a bit like England's batting card today, but <laughs> that was the those yeah. are the balls that they they they'd faced in in first class cricket since the last Test match. So most most of the top order have, have, have just not played. And I come back to that point. You know, should we be particularly surprised about what happened today because of because of the situation uh, they found themselves in? Uh, we we perhaps should talk about selection. Uh, Yoz, it was something we talked about in, in the preview. We tried to guess our team, and actually, we I think we got pretty close. I mean, you were saying that you, you didn't see any long term future for Sibley, so therefore, you felt that uh, Hasib Hamid uh, should play. Sibley today, 18, he, he survived the whole of the first session, but you just wonder whether 18 is, is enough. I know it's a test match, I know it's you know, you, you've got lots of time, but. Are you advancing the game enough with 18? You've, sort of, you've almost gone nowhere, have you? Although you've done, in one sense, you've done a good job. You've, you've got through the new ball and you've worn the bowlers down a bit. You've got to lunch. If you're only 18 not out, you sort of haven't gone, you haven't gone very far. But I mean, both, I think perhaps for yourself as well, you're always struggling, aren't you? You're always under pressure if you're mm. not scoring a, a bit quicker. I, me- I remember, you know, go back to, you know, when Jeffrey was playing, Jeffrey Boycott, I, I, when he made that 100th 100 against uh, Australia in, in 1977 at Headingley, I mean, it was a very measured, sort of quite a cautious innings. And he, you know, he got to his 100, you know, deep into the final session. But it was sort of like, it was something like, the breakdown was something like 34 not out of lunch, 67 not out of tea. And then he, you know, he got the, the other 30 odd he needed uh, to get to the close. I, you know, that's not particularly flash scoring. It's quite conservative. But I just wonder whether you just need to, you know, you need to be a bit further forward than, than, than 18 not out. Well, I would completely agree with you. And, and it means it's very easy to set a field to you. Uh, it's de- it, You get bogged down. Uh, other batsmen are going to get uh, frustrated because they don't get uh, to see much of the strike. And I mean, if Sibley could get a few singles, at least rotate the strike, it would make it easier for, for other batsmen because there are going to be times when he, I don't know how many maidens he played out, but it must have been a few. And you just get frustrated at the other end. So I think it puts it puts pressure on the rest of the team. And it's a very difficult balance because England clearly have tried to find a way of, of making sure the top order are solid and provide a, a, a good platform, but the platform is not much good if there's there's no sort of substance to it in a way. Uh, so I, I do think it's a, it's a bit of a problem. I'm not sure if he can cure it because I just don't think he has many shots. And bowlers bowl just outside off stump to me. He's not going to hit too too many. So it's it, it is a bit of a problem. I think he's a stopgap. You know, he's a sort of a, a, a temporary solution, but. Ultimately, someone like Hamid, who's a bit more orthodox, can probably provide a better solution. You've got to have, you know, it's, batting is about making runs. It's not just about staying in. Obviously, staying in is the priority, but you've got to add to the score. And yeah, I, I just don't feel he does. Yeah, I mean, you talk about him being a, a stopgap, I and mean, this is actually his twenty-first Test match. And I think, you know, I think clearly, you know, we, we've mentioned this before. You know, he, he is part of England's long-term planning for the Ashes. So by the time, you know, in theory, if he got through this series and the Ashes series, you know, by then he'd have played you know, close on what around about 30, 30 Test matches, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, which is which is a re, you know reasonable career, isn't it? To talk about a player who, yeah, I, I actually thought I actually feel sort of quite sorry for him because I, I, I'm, you know, he. The spotlight of international cricket is is so fierce, isn't it? You're you're under you're under the glare, and it's about, of course, it's about being able to to deal with it. 
And every it seems to me every time he, he goes to the crease, you're you feel that pressure because you haven't got that fluency in your game. It's not like some players who will have off days where they struggle to score, but they find a way, and other days they just get out. It's 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 all always the same way when he plays mm-hmm. Test cricket. It's always the same way. So you're always feeling that sort of huge huge burden the whole time. Uh, and when it works. Uh, you know, it is it's sort of a bit like just crawling up to the top of the mountain, isn't it? It's all clinging on when it when you know that's when it works. And other times, you you know, you just slip away into the into the foothills, mm. and and he's in that sort of situation at the moment. Uh, yeah, eighteen today. I I you know, wonder you know if there are no second innings runs, whether England might be uh, minded to, to make a change. But he is he is a we he is sort of inked in, penciled in, or was. Uh, uh, to open in the ashes and but it, it's just being sort that whole thing is being unpicked and also R- Rory Burns who did score runs against New Zealand that was his uh, fifth duck in 11 test innings his fifth naught in 11 yeah, test I innings I think that can happen to, to opening batsmen can't it I mean Mike Atherton's got the most ducks I think of any uh, England batsman 19 uh, I think that's even more than Devon Malcolm so you know, it, it is easy at number one. You're going to get those yeah. good balls. And actually today, I thought yeah. that ball was pretty much unplayable. He'd had a couple that whistled across him towards the slips from Bumrah. And then suddenly that one just knit back, swung back really late. So I don't uh, really put any blame on him. But in the, well, the trouble with the other batsmen, it was good bowling. It was good, it was I don't think he, And I don't think Bumrah meant it, by the way. I think sometimes when you let go of the new ball with the perfect seam release, like, as he does, sometimes it swings one way and sometimes it swings the other with his kind of action. So I think it was partly accidental. And if the bowler doesn't know where it's going, God help the batsman, really. I, where England went wrong was in those middle-order players where no one went on and made a big score. Crawley got a, a sort of pretty 20, got out. Uh, Bearstow was a bit disappointing. I mean, maybe that was a marginal decision and he looked good. And obviously Joe Root, for the feeling the burden, I suppose, played very well. But in the end, he was ground down by the... Uh, he was in the middle of that that terrible collapse. And uh, we should just have a look at the... the I've done a who's winning graphic for today. <laughs> I, I guess it's fairly tautological, uh, but uh, undoubtedly India had the best of the day. But, it, you know, it was it was suggesting at least at, at the start of the first sort of hour or two that England might have a decent day. So uh, for those watching on video, you can see here the, the who's winning graphic and uh, the, 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 the red line is England, uh, which was sort of looking all right at the start. Well, that's when they won the toss, actually. Um, then it sort of gradually went a bit down and then really plummeted in that uh, middle order collapse, late order collapse. And the Indian blue line obviously suddenly started climbing towards about 50% win percentage by the end of the day. England are now at about 13% win percentage. So uh, not looking good for England. And obviously India, having got through that last session as well, 20 odd for none and looking quite solid, uh, they'll be really confident for, for tomorrow. And the interesting one there is the, is the draw, which is you know right up there, isn't it? Uh, it was it was well out in the lead for for a long time uh, today, even into the, the final session. And the reason for that, of course, is is not to, really to do with the state of the game, which is actually pretty uh, well advanced. Uh, you, you could see if you had good weather for three or four days, you you could easily feel you could have, you know could have a result inside that time. It's it's, it's because of the rain that's forecast. Uh, there's talk of rain on the, the second day from around about lunchtime onwards, and that could be it for the day. So it, it might be 
not be that much play on the second day and also the third day as well you know there's a, there's some that suggestion that, that you know, there's gonna be a lot of rain involved as well I mean it might be that, that is you know one escape route uh, for England in this test match the other escape route of course uh, yours is for them to, to you know to bowl their way back into the match. I mean, it's not as if, it, I mean, India weren't trying to get away tonight. They were looking to, to you know, play the overs, 21 for no wicket after 13 overs. The other way, seemed to bowl themselves uh, back into the game. They've got Anderson and Broad, and they've got uh, Robinson and, and Curran. They've got those uh, pace bowling options. A little bit of difference there. And can they exploit India's, well, we've seen it before in the past, something relative, relative weakness uh, in the UK, play, you know, playing in test matches in England. Their, their batting has been a bit fragile. Coley was brilliant uh, on the last tour, but he sort of he sort of held it together a bit. Uh, you know, can they can England exploit some of those doubts, or are we you know are we going to see Coley dig in? Are we going to see you know Rishabh? You know, if you have an hour of Rishabh Pant, uh, for example, that is going to completely uh, change the game or wreck the game as as far as England are concerned. I think possibly one of the one of the we're going to go to break in a second, but one of the, the disappointing things. Uh, on the first day I think is uh, uh, quite a few people felt this could happen and it sort of ha it has happened it's not you know the you know the fulfillment of people's worst fears has, has come to fruition really mm. yes uh, I, actually funnily enough today I caught up with um, Kane Williamson this morning I popped up to Birmingham for watching most of the test match day um, interviewing him for our documentary and Actually, I asked him about playing in the World Test Championship, which, of course, this is the first game of the next sequence of the World Test Championship. And I asked him a little bit about playing in the World Test Championship. And then at the end, I just asked him a little bit about these two teams and whether he could pick a winner. You had two finals in the World Cup, which you obviously didn't win. Then you did win the World Test Championship final. I mean, what, what was the feeling like winning that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a, a great feeling, I suppose, after two years of trying to push your case to give yourself the chance to play in it, um, you know, it meant that you know, it was a pretty tough challenge just to, I guess, arrive there and then to have the opportunity against, you know, the best team in the world uh, against India at a neutral venue was, um, you know, a really exciting prospect and um, it was nice we were able to get over here early to England and, and play a couple of test matches and um, and it proved to be you know a, an amazing game of cricket really where both teams were going going at it and um, and the game was just in the balance for for pretty much all six days and um, you know to to have that extra day and the pitch to to offer to to seam and spin and and um, you know and, and make batting a real graft meant that yeah the game just felt like it was in the balance the whole time and both teams struggled for uh for for any sort of momentum so you know I'm sure it was was pretty exciting to to watch and for us it was you know it was great to 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 get through that match and, and play well and um and come out on top and the journey as well I mean a longer journey than you would have to make to win a world cup as well so in a way yeah. more satisfying Oh, look, I mean, uh, you know, the, the red ball format um, test cricket, you know, is, is special in so many ways. So um, I, I guess that's at, at the forefront of your mind. And, you know, as a team, we've been building for a, 
well, I guess all teams for a couple of years to get there, but but even longer, you know, to to try and track in the right direction. And we had a number of close games along the way, and I think that added context of the Test Championship meant that teams did push a bit harder to to without doubt to try and get the points required, and um, and we did that as well. So you know to to get there, like you say, over two years, it's a slightly different process, but um, a, a, a really tough one. And um, you know, and a, a lot of credit to to the way the team sort of handled the, the challenges along the way, and and also the challenge of a, another final to go there and um, and play well and try and continue the the work that we've been doing. And against a formidable side like India was was great. England against India now. Yeah. So how do you assess those two teams, just briefly, five yeah. test series? I mean, uh, look, England at home are um, obviously a, an amazing... They have an amazing record. They're, they're a very good uh, test outfit. Um, and as we know, India all around the world um, have been playing really, really well in that amazing win in Australia. So um, it should be a, a really tough, um, closely fought series and one that I'm sure everybody's looking forward to, to seeing unfold. Darfield Cricket Club are the latest team to be profiled in our section on LV General Insurance and their ECB's £1 million Funds for Runs community initiative. The village team received a grant to put on free cricket sessions for children from that village after highlighting an erosion of sports clubs for children in that area. Coupled with the impact of the pandemic on the area in terms of unemployment, access to cricket has never been harder for children in Darfield. The project will be specifically focusing on offering subsidised or completely free places to children at their local school. The club will work with local schools to identify the children for these opportunities and look to target the most vulnerable within the community to offer them cricket as a way to interact, build relationships and receive the wider benefits that sport offers. The aim of the project is to get children active, interacting and socialising and also to attract new children into the club. The club also wants to help the children develop away from cricket by learning new skills through their participation in the sport. In the long term, the hope is to gain more members for the club and ensure cricket will become a part of more children's lives throughout their community. One thing I will say about today's play, in slight sympathy with the England batsmen, is it did, it did move a lot and it continued to move. In fact, in the, the second and third sessions, it moved more than at the beginning. I mean, in the, that sort of middle order, lower order collapse, it was swinging prodigiously both ways. So although, you know, England's batting technique does look a bit flawed, at the same time, they were up against some fine bowlers. You could see why India had picked their four seamers. They didn't make the mistake uh, when they did. Uh, they picked their team for the World Test Championship final of uh, picking with their usual three seamers and two spinners. They left out Ravi Ashwin today, and you could see that justified by the amount of movement they got. And generally, uh, they they look perfect attack really for the conditions. And Mohammed Shami uh, came up with wickets uh, today. He he did get the ball past the outside edge quite a lot. I mean, I mean one thing you noticed in the World Test Championship finals, you felt he, he bowls just a bit too short. So he bowls that length that, that does beat the bat, but doesn't take the edge quite a lot. And actually, if you look at his three wickets today, they were all balls that were either well, were, what, straight LBW 
uh, Bearstow, just sort of angling in a bit, or leg side. Sibley played, I mean, it was a strange dismissal uh, from Dom Sibley. We were talking about his 18 and his, his occupation in the crease, but the dismissal was so tame as well. I think that's what really ruined it for him. But that was a, a leg side ball or a, a leg stump ball. And then Lawrence was caught down the leg side. So actually, it, it, it wasn't shammy bowling a bit fuller and finding the outside edge it was a strange concoction of wickets but he did bowl well he gave nothing away and he was sort of at england for the you know when he had the ball in hand he was just at england mm. uh, today and and it, and it brought his rewards three for 28 from 17 overs and, and two maidens i mean that is that is a very good first day's work yeah and so for that reason i think he deserves the lv insurance hashtag in with heart award today just because he, he, he's so gritty, gritty and gutsy, and he just keeps going. And I, I, I just love the, the, the commitment he shows to bowling. And I go back, actually, to that last tour where the sight of Mohammed Shami charging into bowl in 2018, wasn't it, here, uh, and constantly going past the edge, and then marching back to his mark and running in again. Uh, was was almost as a defining image of the series or certainly the last couple of tests. And today was the same. He got the rewards. I mean, it's funny, isn't it? You can often bowl those absolute jaffers and not get any wickets. And then you get a, 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 bolt, a batsman caught down the leg side and somebody else clipping one to mid-wicket. But I suppose the, in his favour, the fact that he just bowled maybe a touch fuller. I think he's learnt his lesson from the Aegeus Bowl and the last tour here. And he's just bowling a, a, a touch fuller and maybe a touch straighter as well and it's funny how you get your rewards if you continue to believe in yourself and show that amount of commitment another bowler who was well he, he was he was criticized after the, the world test championship final at the gs bowl was, was jasper bumrah I, mean, I saw some india supporters you know on social media saying you know why are we picking him you know he's he's, he's not good enough uh, he flatters to deceive but I, I mean i thought he was excellent today as well i mean he bowled 21 overs or 20.4 overs to four for 46 wicket right at the start got butler out as well i mean after t i mean he was almost unplayable it was torture actually watching mm. him bowl to joss butler mm. i mean it was it was it was almost horrible to watch uh, you just felt he was going to get him out at any moment butler couldn't get off the mark he was playing some big shots he was trying to defend he was going past the outside edge of, of butler's bat and then you know finally he, he put him out of his misery and then he he was good enough to well he is good enough to clean up the table he, he cleaned up uh, Broad and Anderson as well. Broads actually was the plummest LBW. We we decided it was the plummest LBW in the history of Test cricket. It was it was so out that even <laughs> even even Stuart uh, didn't, didn't review it. it. <laughs> well, he didn't, he didn't review it. I'm not even sure he thought about reviewing it. I mean, it was it was so it was so out. We we decided that you know even if it was. Even if you were umpiring your own match, and I know someone gave you out uh, when they were umpiring yeah, yeah. you the other day, when you one of your teammates gave you out the other day, even if you're umpiring your own match and you needed your team needed two to win and he was your best mate at the other end, even then you'd have had to have raised your finger for that one. Anyway, brought out uh, Plum LBW for four and, and Anderson uh, cleaned up. So you're doing, doing the job, actually, that, you know, a, a decent pace bowler is expected to do as well. He's, he's already well, you know, and, you've got, and you want him to take top order wickets, but also clean up the tail as well. The thing about um, Bumrah is that, you know, he has this perfect seam release like this, but because he's, um, his wrist is so uh, flexible and, and whippy, some balls start to swing away and some, especially with the new ball and some start to swing in and there's no discernible difference. I, I think uh, certainly with the older ball, he does switch the shine around, but with the new ball, 
they all come down like that and some actually veer one way and some just veer the other according to slightly how he's uh, held one finger on the ball slightly longer than the other um such a clever bowler and and so difficult to play because he has that he looks as if he's angling it in but he can also as he did to butler kind of make it skid away as well so uh, he's he's a hell of an asset uh, it reminds me a little bit of courtney walsh actually the way he used to bowl that that kind of ball as well angling in and and nipping away, very difficult to play. And in the main, just India bowling was, was superb. And, uh, you know, I, I just hope that England don't concede too much of a lead because otherwise it could be an innings victory by India. What do you think? Well, well, there's the possibility of that. Yeah, definitely. If they get a big uh, first inning score, India. And what England will hope is there's enough in the pitch. I mean, there's rain around tomorrow, or, you know, cloud around tomorrow, and then it's rain. That You know, it'll be sort of that sort of humid, sort of tacky conditions in which to bowl the ball will swing uh, for England and you know it, they, they could put this India batting lineup under some pressure but you, you feel from here that India are going to get some sort of lead minimum and you know it's, it's really going to be about the, the size of it well things can change uh, quickly in the game of cricket uh, weather could intervene and then just sort of halt the progress of the game. Mm. Uh, but you, I mean, there's Root at the Joe Root at the toss today said in the pitch looks a bit odd. It looks, you know, it looks a bit scruffy. But there's ten millimeters of grass on it, wasn't there? Yeah. That's a Some, lot, actually. That's a lot. Sometimes, sometimes, um, you know, scruffy looking pitches play quite well. Often, at Old Trafford, the pitch looks a bit scrubby, but but it, it plays uh, reasonably well. So it may be that you know India was sort of clinging on tonight, clinging on England, just weren't able to make the breakthrough. And suddenly, you know, suddenly it's funny, isn't it? a new day. Suddenly the wickets come, and you know you can change. We've said it many times in the past. You can change a game much quicker with the ball uh, than you can with the bat. It only takes ten balls to dismiss a team. So that, I mean, that's what England will be hoping for. But you look at the scorecard after the first day. I mean, it, it's from an England perspective. It's it's pretty depressing, and a, a lot of people who had fears about England against India in this series. Like, oh well, there we go. Look at look at that first day. But first day of twenty five, uh, the game the game can change round. But India, fantastic position after the first day of this uh, series. Yeah, the, the lesson I think from today is if you've had a lot of white ball cricket and no first class red ball cricket, don't play your first test at Trent Bridge against a bunch of very classy seamers because... Where should you play Trent then? Bridge. Well, Trent Bridge swings more than anywhere else. And uh, I, I just think that's that you're asking for trouble, really. So schedulers, next time, first test at the Oval, where at least it's a bit <laughs> flatter. And you, if you have been playing white ball for about a month, you might have a bit more chance. Anyway, thanks for watching and listening today. And we'll be back to cover and look back at the second day of this LV Insurance first test from Trent Bridge, and obviously from an English point of view, hope it's a better day. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.